This episode is sponsored by Nero. Do you ever constantly feel like you're falling behind and can never catch up and the stress and anxiety are taking over? Are you used to being productive and efficient, but lately you've been feeling sluggish and unable to stay focused for more than a few minutes at a time? Looking for an alternate choice to cut back on those energy drinks and giant cups of coffee? Then we've got the choice for you. Try Neuro. Neuro is a brand of gum and mints used to energize, calm, and focus whenever you need it. Neuro was developed by former athletes training at the highest level who didn't want to take mysterious supplements or energy drinks when studying, training, or going out. Instead of something sugary and ineffective, they wanted to create clean, balanced energy that could be taken anywhere, anytime. With thoughtfully curated ingredients and endless lab testing, means that you can reach the right state of mind safely and consistently. Get that clean burst of energy and focus without the effects of coffee or energy drinks. It's a smart way to fuel body and mind. Stay in the zone, avoid the jitters, and crashing. Our listeners will get an automatic discount of up to 20% off on any gum or mint products using our link, tryneurogum.com slash potential. That's try. N-E-U-R-O gum dot com slash potential. Once again, that's trynerogum.com slash potential. Order now. Get that clean burst of energy and focus. And remember, know your potential. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more, this is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow member of the family, Taylor Sokol. Today we're reviewing the 10th film of the Fast and Furious franchise, Fast X, or Fast 10. Uh, we're going to go with Fast 10. And shout out to Tim Fett Simons. Uh, should have been called Fast 10, Your Seatbelts. But uh, this is a screenplay by Dan Mazow and Justin Lin uh, with Louis Leterrier as the director. So um, technically, it's actually the 11th film. Obviously, we had the spinoff, Hobbs and Shaw. But we've known now for a while that the Fast and Furious movies are going to be coming to an end. They have a story built out that we've been told is a two-parter. Uh, you know, in 2025, we're due to get Fast X Part 2, if that's the actual title. But now we're hearing rumors that we might actually be getting a trilogy to end this whole thing. But this is the first film of either two or three. Uh, and in typical fashion of these stories, we introduce a new character that somehow was always in the story. We just have never heard about them until this point of the story. We will be talking about some spoilers. Spoiler warning. So if you haven't seen the film and don't want it spoiled, go watch it for coming back. But uh, Taylor, what is a brief synopsis of Fast X? So in the film, Toretto and his family, uh, he has to protect them from a new character, Dante Reyes, played by Jason Momoa, who is seeking revenge uh, for his father, Reyes, who uh, was killed and his fortune was stolen uh, in previous uh, films. 
ago, and he's on a war path to try to not only just take down the fast family, uh, but then um, just murder them and get a proper revenge. So this guy, this guy Reyes is completely nuts. And yeah, it's, it's very interesting how they introduce him with scenes from previous film. So in fast five is when they do this heist against his drug Lord. Um, you know, we see Momoa's character, right? Dante, who um, was apparently uh, in one of the cars and, the car gets smashed over the bridge and he survives. And so he's been this whole time plotting his revenge, <laughs> which, uh, as you said, every fast movie, there's always someone's getting revenge from someone other's sibling or it's family against families. So, yeah, when you go into these films at this point in the game with the last film, they went into space. You know, well, how, how further can you go? Well, I think what I think what sets this film apart, not just the. The stunts and the action sequence are amazing, which we're going to talk about. But I think this really has a very different type of villain where most of the villains are kind of just these, you know, evil, sadistic people or they're misguided. This character, uh, Dante, is just pure anarchy nuts. He is like the Joker of the Fast and Furious franchise, let's just say. Yeah, I mean, you have to already think when you're going into a Fast and Furious movie, you have to put any sense of reality to the side. This is not a world where uh, the law of physics and gravity makes sense. This is not a, a world where just the laws of normal humanity make sense. They're just over the top things. You know, they're as close to comic book movies you can get without superpowers. Um, there's supercars though for sure, super tanks, super motorcycles. But yes, what I think made this film stand out better than the last one. Um, you know, the last one again, it was one of the situations where this entire time, uh, Dom has had a brother, John Cena. Uh, we've never heard about him till the ninth film. Uh, took a while, you know. This one, using Jason Momoa as his character for a source of revenge actually plays out very smart. Yes, there's always a side of me that's going to go, why did he take so long? But I mean, maybe if you lost all your fortune and you had to really plan this out, it would take some time to regrow a fortune, to have the resources. And the thing is, in this, it's not that he's trying to ruin the Fast family. He wants them to suffer. His father even listed this kind of motto, and he's like, Death is not, you know, a thing when suffering is owed. And so it's not just that he wants Dom and all of them to die. He wants them to suffer. And a big part of this, he wants to try to take out part of his fast family and and to make it that Vin Diesel's character, you know, it always seems that he's able to save everyone. And he wants to make him feel that you can't save everyone. And he especially wants to go after his son. Uh, obviously, we knew his son was born, uh, you know, I think it was in the last film. So he's a little older now, more of like a, a kid. And that plays a big part, too. Um, and obviously, we have all of our cast back for the journey. And what I thought was interesting was off the bat, we've had Charlize Theron stay in this role for a few films now. She was the bad guy back in Fast 8, and she's, you know, Cypher's been this character that obviously a lot of this Fast family do not like. Uh, there was the death of 
Dom's love at that one point uh, that she caused. And now he's reunited with Michelle Rodriguez character, who also that was a character who, you know, died. I mean, that's another big part of these movies is you may die in a film, but doesn't necessarily mean you're dead. Maybe we saw you die, but we didn't actually see the, the full death. I mean, we also have uh, Hans, you know, Han died at one point, we believe, but no, he's back alive. And uh, at the end of this film, even Gal Gadot's character, who we thought died, she's back. So, I mean, if you die, you don't really die. Um, it's 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 an it's like it's one of these films where I think all these films it's like a it's like a spider web where we just keep making crazy little tangles and things, and it's like it's all for pure entertainment. Because I will say, even though this film is ridiculous, and yes, we're about to talk about the action scenes. I walked out of this film so satisfied of being entertained. Like, this is not a film I I don't care if it's not going to be nominated for any Oscars. I don't. I don't care, I, if, I don't care of... if the dialogue is cheesy. It just yeah, it's a pure. We laughed. We well, this is on the one where we fortunately got to see this together. Yeah, uh, Taylor's out in L.A. for work, so we went and saw this together. And you know, of all the films that me and Taylor have seen together. I don't think we've been as entertained in a film like this in a while. Clearly, we were more entertained than we were seeing Black Adam last time together. (laughs) But we laughed our asses off. I mean, both from a both from a standpoint of dialogue, Jason Momoa has so many great comedic lines. But the action, I mean, it is one. It's like a roller coaster. You are laughing and enjoying the ride. It is so thrilling. Uh, oh, that, how ridiculous that, that, the stakes are! You perfect know? analogy, yeah. When you're just like, uh, and we and we've been to a, a roller coaster a few times where you are laughing because it's so ridiculous, but also you're screaming of the rush. It that's a perfect analogy for this film. And yeah, going to the action sequences, the first big action sequence which you see in the trailer is, you know, there's um there's a heist that actually was a setup, and there the family's trying to stop this bomb that's rolling through rome literally like a, the indiana jones boulder and it's just smashing one point it's on fire and it's just pure chaos where it's like it's almost to the point of like a um trans a michael bay transformer film where there is just so much destruction and chaos um but it's it is just pure entertainment value and i gotta say it is challenging with this film because now you have because they will refuse to let people fully die, even villains apparently uh, that were never mentioned. It's there's, it's so chock full of characters, but everybody has a little bit of moment uh, to shine in this film, which is, it's kind of sometimes impossible, but it is, it's amazing how many casts you can get in one film. Um, But Oh my God, these action sequences were just so great. Um, You know, particularly the first one and, you know, towards uh, these races where, I just love these scenes where they're trying to get someone out of another car. So they're like, yeah, let's, these cars are going the same speed, but let's throw someone out. I'm going to catch them. It's going to be fine. Oh yeah. Always. <laughs> well, a big, uh, a big uh, weapon that Momoa loves to use in this movie is he, he has these bombs that attach to vehicles and he's got all these devices to, you know, turn them on. So a lot of times there's people racing or there's people driving and there's a bomb on the back of the car or underneath the car to try to blow them up. But yeah, this whole big first Rome scene, first off, it's just gorgeous to look at. You know, it's fun to be in Rome. And I think that kind of sets a, you know, there's a lot of tight spaces, tight places to drive. And this whole idea that this bomb is going to, uh, 
really do some damage. So Dom is like, how do I stop this bomb? And it does become a Rocket League kind of scene where he is able to use his car not only to drive in very tight places and and some crazy, you know, spin moves and stuff, but he's literally bashing this bomb along the way and trying to to get it into the river or something, uh, which he, he almost successfully does enough of, but there's still quite a huge blast. And you can tell that Momo is very satisfied that, you know, some damage has been done. But the whole point was he was going to try to kill four of these members of his team. And again, a lot of the humor comes from Tyrese Gibson and Ludacris. Their characters are just very funny. Um, And we're like literally cackling of laughter because they do this whole bit where Jason Momoa is able to hack all their bank accounts. So So none of them have money except for, of course, Tyrese's character has money literally on him. He's got these like stacks of you know, $100 bills on him. And he's like, okay, I'm gonna let you borrow this money, but I'm gonna need receipts. I'm a, and he's like, I'm gonna get receipts like for a vending machine. And they do all these scenes where like, he's like really, you know, Roman's trying to be like, I'm gonna need the receipts. And there's some of the humor with him and Ludacris was cracking me up. Um, and then obviously you got the the gorgeous Natalie Emmanuel from Game of Thrones in here is Ramsey, who's kind of the computer, you know, whiz. Um, and as I said, Han, you know, Han was a character that had died in a former movie, but uh, Surprise Us All came back in nine. Um, and the connection to that, they're they're like stuck on their own. Well, Vin is down, you know, uh, Dom's down in Brazil trying to take care of, of Dante. They're like, we need to get some cars, some tech. And they're like, well, who do we go to? Uh, which leads right. them to Jason Statham. Uh, who, of course, him and Han had it out in the past. And I love how they took the post credit scene of Nine and just, like, worked that into this film. That was really clever. Um, but Statham realizing that, oh, anyone who, who's ever associated with the Fast family, Dante we're all screw- is... We're all screwed. Is, yeah, we're all targeting. Is, uh, targeting. So even he's like, oh, crap. And they have a great action scene. There's also, you know, apart from Dante and his men, we have the agency who, you know, kind of serves as this kind of government, you know, situation. And obviously we know Kurt Russell from the past films, Mr. Nobody. We get a couple of new characters. Brie Larson plays his daughter, who is a fellow agent, and she's trying to uh, help the Fast family through the situation. But we do have um, kind of new bad guy working for them. Alan Richson, who plays Ames, he's kind of like the new leader right now since Mr. Nobody is disappeared. We know where he's at. And uh, throughout the film, you you kind of, you're like, he's, it's like the idea of, look, all these problems have stemmed because of this fast family. We've let them live. We've let them, we need to take them in to jail. And so he's hunting down a lot of these family. And at times he's a good guy. Ultimately, the twist at the end is that he's been working with Dante the whole time, well, you know. And that's which... and that's a great thing you bring up as character. That scene when he's first introduced in this whole film, itself references self that realizes it is ridiculous because he comments on all the stuff and the film doesn't take itself too seriously. It's like, we get it. This is absurd, but stick around for the ride because you will enjoy it. So I, I appreciate that. It's not a parody, but it does realize and it's very self-aware of what the franchise has become, where the yeah, like, yeah, the these people have survived point, so yeah. many 
things and they do things that cars should not be able to do. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it was, it was yeah. pretty funny. Um, and like I said, with with Han and then Gal's character, because they had a romance, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of go back together. And as the director said, we don't bring characters back just for fun. There has to be some reason. And yeah, it has to be a purpose for sure. Uh, and on, on that, on an emotional note, because it was Fast Seven, I believe, was our final send off for Paul Walker, who unfortunately um, passed away years ago. Um, they've done a great job with a tribute to him. And they have talked about with archival footage because his character, Brian, is alive and well in the universe. And, you know, there is a point that, OK, they've said that this potentially going to be two more films um, that they could you know, bring him back with archival footage. And I think if they do, I think if they, as long as they do it in the right way and they get approval, which they said they're not going to get unless they get approval from his family, I think it would be great to have a proper send off with him just to tie the whole franchise with a nice little bow because that seven was probably one of the most emotional ones tribute to him. Um, but I would, I would love to see if they could bring back his, his character in some way because he is alive in that universe. Yeah, I mean, I understand the respect thing of do we want to do that, but he he was the other lead. You know, I mean, there's a lot of good characters in this franchise, but it was Vin Diesel and Paul Walker were the leads of this whole franchise. So I do wonder if it would be a case of we need to get Brian back in the mix uh, for his driving and everything. And, you know, he, he was right there with the whole Dante situation. So uh, be curious to see what they do with that. Um but this agency, again, they are on the move trying to get to certain members of the family. So there's some great action scenes with these goons that are, you know, soldiers. Um, the Jason Statham fight was awesome. And it's only really the one scene he's in. And it and he even goes like he's like he, he gets all this gear in his bag. And it's like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to dig some graves. So clearly it's like he's off to go, you know, because he knows that his mother is also targeted, which or doesn't rest help. Of his and, fa- rest of his family. And too. I would love I would love if if in part two or if they're going to do three, I would love his sister to get involved as well. because She was a great character in Hobbs and Shaw. And then they've targeted his his son and, you know, Vin Diesel's sister, who's Paul Walker's character's wife. Another great action scene, and we were waiting for it. We were like, when is John Cena going to show up? And he, there was a great moment where the son is running through the house, and this one soldier just gets like Hulk knocked through a wall, and you're like, who did that? And I was like, it's going to be Cena. Yeah. And he shows up, and he's <laughs> like, like, Uncle Jacob. And he's like, hey, bud. And uh, so it kind of is funny, too, that it turns into like almost like a buddy cop kind of. Kind of bonding, you know, bonding road trip. Bonding of the film with uncle and nephew as he's working to get uh the nephew to a point of safety which also leads to some fun things i mean there was a great moment where you know vin diesel's son in this film already has a liking for cars i mean one of the first scenes of the movie is this car is out in la at an empty parking lot doing all these donuts and Vin Diesel's character gets out of the passenger side and he walks around and you realize the son is driving and you're like (laughs) Okay, come on. He's like 10. Um, that was just really funny. But there's some great scenes with their their bonding, which also leads to one. There's one scene where it looks like he has a canoe going on this plane. And it's actually like a little aircraft to uh, do a landing, which is pretty cool. But then at one scene, they're on the desert in uh, Portugal. And he has this car that is almost like a tank with uh, kind of Mad Max style. Or has these Rail, huge long pipes. On there. 
rail yeah. guns sides and he's able to shoot these giant you know things out which that was a great action scene and the last kind of agency thing to connect to is cypher and michelle rodriguez's character have both been taken in custody and it's kind of the two of them trying to escape their clutches only to realize that they're in antarctica so they're in a complete different area and I will say there was some cool action with the two of them. You know, when Dante first encounters Cypher, there's a great action scene with Charlize Theron doing what she does best, kicking ass. And then her and Michelle Rodriguez fighting each other was pretty cool. Uh, but they're ultimately left in uh, Antarctica, and that's where they do, at the end of the film, their story ends with part one of the big old sub that we had in Fast 8. Uh, with Gal Gadot as the surprise. Yes, I'm still alive. So that's so the girls are coming together to help the day. Uh, but as I said, the main plot of this film does happen a lot in Brazil. We do get a return to form with like an actual street race. You know, we have this whole again Momoa hamming it up on the screen. There is a street race, and the idea is that if Dom wins, he can take him in. He can put him in jail. But if he loses. It's uh, one of those things where this was a very Joker moment where you need to choose because there's two people he's racing. One is a friend that Dom's had in Brazil forever. And the other one is the sister of his former lover that Cypher killed. There's a bomb on both of them. And he realizes that Momo is setting it up to be like, you have to choose. You can't save both. And again, seeds to you as a moment of like, trying to get a body to jump from one car to another <laughs> situation. Oh man. Some of it's pretty high, high crazy, but I mean, there was a great bridge scene, the same kind of bridge where that whole scene happens. And again, there's just some stuff where like Dom is able to do some crazy stuff where you're like, this is highly impossible, but I don't care. It's just fun. There was a moment where um, a car is, flipped over and he realizes that if I can turn the nitro on and put a like metal pull onto the driving, you know, the, the, the power, he essentially one man flips his car like full might <laughs> is able to get it to go on its thing. He turns on the power and is able to use it to whip the car in yeah. one scene to help fight off some of Dante's men. I yeah. was like, how the hell did, that's not possible. It's but, because he it's because okay. he wears muscle shirts. He's, he's never worn a shirt with sleeves, so that's why <laughs> he does not know what a sleeve is. It's he's like, never seen a sleeve. My, my arms are allergic to sleeves, so <laughs> they disintegrate when they put him on. His sleeves. He's no but, sleeve uh, life. But um, yeah, it's left the with ending. Dude, really, we gotta get to with, oh yeah, the ending. Portugal. It's it's such a ending. crazy ending. Yeah, talk about bridges. We get to this damn scene where he's on a standoff. Well, and, first before that, we have to talk oh, yeah. about we have to talk about first this, this helicopter scene. So Jacob is with his son and Dante's men are after them. And these two helicopters show up and Vin Diesel does finally show up and they use these like wires to hit his car to try to slow him down. And he's like, my turn. And he, he's able to like jump from one bridge to another bridge or, you know, a, a freeway, if you will, to another freeway. And he's able to get these helicopters to crash into each other. And then he starts using them. As like he did the as weapons. He's able to spin his car around, 
to knock some kinda of these like, cars kinda like off. The, kind of like the safe um, that he uses to kill. Yeah, I like the, the safe. First one. Yeah, which I so, thought was a smart way to full circle moment, you know? Yeah. Like I'm going to take out you like I took out your father. That's what it felt. It felt like, um, but we got this um, and that, that scene with, this is probably one of my, the last bit we get of Momoa's uh, Dante, and he is just quick using lines after lines, and I'm just we are just dying. Everything he comes up with, uh, so nuts. But we did have a moment though um, to try to get Vin to a safe point. John Cena does sacrifice himself. He blasts himself uh, kind of up in the air so that his his tank car will take out a few cars. So uh, John Cena's character is dead, or is he? If this franchise told me anything, he won't be dead. He'll survive his burning bomb of a car. Um, <laughs> but yes, we uh, he's able to knock Dante off the road for a second. But then all of a sudden we're at this dam. And, you know, I we both agreed before we even saw the, seeing this movie. This movie has to end on a cliffhanger, whether it's a part two or part three. We're expecting you can't just have like a and now it's happy ending. It's got to be like a oh crap moment. They're at this dam, and Dante's a little beat up, a little blood. He's pissed. And there's these two giant semi-trucks that are kind of inching in so that you can't get off the dam. And Dom's looking both ways like, oh, God. He's like, what are you going to do, Dom? You know, what are you going to do? He's like, you never took my car. <laughs> so these two trucks are driving each other that are going to blow up. And while this huge explosion is happening at the top of this dam, he drives down the dam. Yes. And this was damn entertaining. I like <laughs> just makes me think of a Vegas vacation. This is the damn dam will be damn tour guide. This is one of those scenes where you're like, probably impossible. Don't care. Exactly. And as he he's running away from a burning inferno, a Dante's inferno. <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah. So uh and he He's down with the sun, and then okay, we made it. But did we? Da- yeah, but Dante has one little final thing where magically we didn't see where these bombs were at. All of a sudden, no. I guess they were on the other side of the dam. But he had bombs strapped to the dam that he's ready to blow up, which will obviously release all the water. And Dom's down there, you know, cars sunk. What what can they do? Um, and at the same time, uh Ramsey and um uh Parker and all them, they seemingly died in a you know, plane crash. So we're left with this whole like, whoa, what's what's going on? Are we survived? And it was a great moment too. Yeah, the, the you look up at the dam, and Vin Diesel looks up and he looks at his son, and it's like blackout. And I would love the movie to end there, but they decided to have this Antarctica kind of like last scene with Gal Gadot, which felt like a post credit scene. I feel like that should have been like after the credits. I thought it'd have been more dramatic to be like, oh crap, what are we gonna do? Blackout. But we do get one post-credit scene. You know, prior to this movie, the only other big actor in the film that was absent was this whole feud with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Vin Diesel. And another character that was prominent in a couple of the films, obviously Hobbs uh, and Shaw as well. And we get this scene where we have a couple of military men going in this the one space, and Dante uses sometimes these creepy, like, TVs and visual things to tell stuff and he's like there's this TV in this one room and this military guy gets a phone call and it's like you know Dom might have been 
driving the car, but you were also there that day. And then it goes back and shows a, a clip of what looks like the arm of Dwayne the Rock Johnson getting out of the car. And he's like, and I'm I'm coming for you. The devil's coming for you. And then we see the mask come off, the helmet come off, and it is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He's like, well, come on and find me. I'm not hard to find, you son of a bitch. Yeah. And then it like closed. And I literally was like, yeah. The whole theater, the whole theater cheered. Oh, we went nuts. Because, we went nuts. Yeah. And we and we were we were literally were discussing this before the scene. Like, they gotta bring Dwayne, they gotta bring the rock. Yeah, he's, he's gotta, gotta be come. in it. Just to just because he's been such a part of this franchise for the early fans. On. Come on. Yeah. For the and, fans. Uh, yeah, we need we need we need Hobbs and Shaw to reunite for this franchise. So what yeah, definitely left me excited. You know, I you know, if you go into this film like we did and how you're supposed to, you're going to have a roaring good time. Whether you're gonna laugh, you're gonna cheer. It was just pure adrenaline and just nonstop action and just nut nuts going on. Where a lot of these films, there's like too many quiet can be quiet moments. This was pretty, pretty intense throughout through, especially with the you know, uh, a fairly decent length of a film. But for a fast 10 franchise you know we got the 10th entry in the main franchise 11th in the series uh or sorry 11th in the franchise 10th in the series and now hopefully two more can't wait for the next one uh honestly especially with a not so villain momoa really gives me a good rank for this i'm gonna give this uh a solid uh solid eight out of ten uh for a uh, franchise uh fast movie yeah, it's going to be 8.5 out of 10 for me. Of course, there's still going to be those moments of uh, that was a little dumb or, you know, things that are impossible. But just as an entertaining blockbuster of a film, I really enjoyed it. And it's a great setup for what is left to come. And if this was the action in this film, I can only imagine what is yet to come. I mean, now they have a sub <laughs> on their side. They have, you know, I feel like there's going to be so much of a big kind of Avenger style battle between our fast family. I must imagine at some point all these cars and the sub going after Dante at some point. So uh, you can still check out Fast 10 or Fast X, Fasten Your Seatbelts, now playing in theaters. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.